Episode two, welcome back everybody. Yeah, episode two, or is it really episode 2.0? Well, <laughs> isn't that the same thing? Well, no, I mean, the second go at episode two. We did. Yeah. Actually, that is true. We did have a bit of a debacle with episode, with the original recording yeah. of episode Yeah, so guys, two. you will have to bear with us. We did actually film an episode two on Thursday, for those of you playing along at home, and it just didn't really go to plan. There were some technical errors in post-production. Um, we or Ken are currently conducting an internal investigation into how that happened. And it will be referred to the GC for a Royal Commission, yep. undoubtedly. Ken, Kenners, know this, heads will roll. Heads will roll on the staff. Um, <laughs> Seeing as our producers have taken the back seat, we don't know which, which Ken's head will roll. We don't really know who works for us anymore, but <laughs> so, uh, there will be some heads that and roll. maybe the fact that we don't have any staff at the moment is indicative of... Um, how we ended up in uh, deleting an episode that we recorded. Oh, well. Uh, Things anyway, happen. Shit happens, as Tony Abbott would say. Yeah. Well, well how about we get ro- rocking and rolling for episode two? What are we going to be talking about today? Well, look, it, we're going to cover new content. When we can't, we don't rehash content mm-hmm. that we had last time. We've moved on from that content. Oh, that, that was, was a couple of days. That was ago. three days ago. Yeah. So we moved on, but we we do think it's important to acknowledge um, what a big week it's been in Ospol. It's been a big week. Well, since we last recorded, there was a state election. So um, for our international listeners um, that might not know, New South Wales had a state election recently, and that's a state in Australia. Um, And we elected a new premier. And um, well, well, when we well, say no, it was the, same, it was one, the really. same one, so it really did look like for anyone who's following along from overseas, it really looked like it was Labor's election to lose. However, look, a little bit of racism, some inappropriate comments, really shot him in the foot. I guess. And he ate that pie on election day. It was a curry pie oh. with no sauce. And that was a reason. Ben pointed this out on the page. A reason why you shouldn't have voted for it. What if you have a pie with no sauce and a strawberry milk? I do respect the strawberry oh. milk though. I no, I like a strawberry milk. I always feel like oh. I'm after a hangover, well, during a hangover, and um, it's imagine always regretted. a curry pie and strawberry milk in your stomach at the same time. Oh, God, imagine. On election day of all days. I'd understand it when you, you know, you wake up hungover, you don't have anything on your schedule, you might have a curry pie and a strawberry milk. But on election day, that's a lot of walking around and activity you're doing. And I just <laughs> don't is, know if that's It is mix. playing Russian roulette, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, so that's been happening. Um what else has been happening? The New South Wales, or well, the state, uh, the federal budget. Oh, the federal budget. Um, look, I don't think we can. Be- we don't benefit at all, Ben. But I don't think we we're going to benefit anyway. Well, what it appears is, um, I have it on good sources, being mm. Pauline Hanson's Facebook page, yep. that there will be a federal election on 18th of May 2019. For those listening oh, at home. Oh, so that aggrieves me greatly because I'm actually overseas, and you know how much I would want to host an election party. Mm. Well, that's all right. Oh, we'll we'll fly your flag here in uh, in Australia in your absence. I know you're in Bali during uh, that Indonesia. period. That is a city in Bali. So, um, but um, we are moving straight on. Sorry, I don't think Indonesia is a city in Bali, but we'll table that. No, no, no. Years. Bali is a city in Indonesia, okay. isn't it? It is a well, it's a region. It's, it's, Indonesia's an island. Indonesia's a country. Bali is a place in a country. Throwing it out to you, Kenneth. It's <laughs> something we don't know. I got four and a half out of a hundred in geography, so I would be surprised <laughs> if this is correct. I failed geography at high school, but fair cop to geography. Who's had the last laugh? Probably geography. Um, well, who, no one studies geography. That's a dead art anyway. So fair, fair, fair cop. But yeah, so basically this show is now in full election mode. So we will bring, bring, be bringing you... Up-to-date coverage as we have sources all around Canberra, all around the country. So, yeah, we do have a pr- 
pretty big show for you guys today. We've got the election. We've got to be talking about that. We've also got some uncovered issues from last week. The English, Ben, deportation, deportation. Was there an English tomato, expert? Tomato, tomato. Was there an English expert in the house? Well, kind of go-getters. So we've gone out and got to the bottom of it. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome uh, a politician expert and... Um, our, ling- our resident linguist, our English theologist. Um, Leela Packett to the show. <laughs> So my name is Leela Packett. I studied English and law at the Australian National University and I focused mostly on post-colonial feminism and colonial satire. Uh, In my law degree I researched the history of women's property law. Um, I directed several uh, sold out shows of the Arts Review and um, you know did a lot of research into uh, property law and women's rights at the Australian National University. Um, And now I'm a real estate agent. So I'm really qualified to quiz Ken on their English abilities. Lila Packett, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks well, for having can me. We just, do we have a right of reply here? Because I've got a few questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you to take it. You, you take first, uh, chair. One, all these sold out shows, what capacity were the theatres? Was it your lounge room? <laughs> and was it your lounge room is a follow-up question. How many question. seats? Come on. Um, I, I, feel, I think we had about 70 seats. In what were they? Cabaret shows? No, a review. Have you never been to a review? It's a political satire show. Um, Spell review, Malone. Well, which context? The context we're talking no, about. No, I'm not being quizzed by you, review. Kim. We've brought an English expert, a Sorry, performing I, arts I've expert, apparently. Sorry, I've jumped the gun, everyone. I've jumped Kim, the did gun. you mean review as in rhymes with a Jew? As in without much further ado? <laughs> oh, I see what's oh, happening. We're both people that are on... On in cahoots with each other. Cahoots. That we are in cahoots. We're in cahoots with each other, and you're going to gang up on me this episode. Um, All right, that's okay, fine. So other questions that we had about you. So, were you when you just when you picked your field of study, mm. women in property law? Mm. Are, are you were you born a wanker or were, did you become that way? No, I just um, I realised that I had such shocking marks that I was going to have to use some form of guilt to elbow my way into a job, and I thought women's rights might be a way to do that. Mm. Mm. Can I have yeah. a I have a question? I have sources on the ground in uh, Australia's capital territory. Um, is it true that you were once sacked from commercial radio? <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it is true. Oh, right. Well, I didn't it, ask it depends more. what you call commercial. Um, I was the host of a radio show in university. We had about four viewers, and I'm sure that's a lot less than the Ken viewership. Yes, it is. Um, Correct. We, you're not viewers, so listeners. We, we, it went up and down. We could see them dropping on and off. Four on to our, six, six yeah. to four. So we used to record live in a tent uh, on the ANU campus on Thursday lunches, which was sort of beer o'clock. And um, we would pull people into the tent and interview them about how it was that they started seeing each other, which was, you know, it was a fun idea for a show. Um, then one day uh, we pulled in a bloke and uh, interviewed him about his attempts over the last few weeks to uh, uh, make advances on me to what his techniques were. Sounds like a misuse of office. Yeah, what he'd tried, what he hadn't tried, suggestions on what he might try. And, um, Although not a bad idea for a segment. I have a few people I like to call and question them about this. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's a new segment, episode three. Stay yeah. tuned. Yes, well, the podcast. Do we have enough time on the podcast to call everyone you need to call? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that, actually, I hosted a uh, feminist radio show. I know I'm going to listen to that. So. <laughs> yeah, women, 
Women need more rights. Yes. Who cares? Next. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a no, real honour, a real silent. step up. I haven't been on radio for a long time, so it's a really a, a great pleasure to be here. Well, with we Ken are today. happy to have you back. But like anyone who comes on a powwow with Ken, you do go on a strict 12-month probationary yeah. period. But we are like Donald um, Trump. Everyone deserves a second chance. Like when he gave that Miss Universe that drank too much and drove a second chance. Is, look. We're going to give you a second like chance. Like when Robert this, Muller gave him a second chance. Well, this is... This is your second chance back into a career in radio. Welcome to the show. Oh, and Hanson's given Mark Latham a second chance. Well, I've actually, I, 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 I come bearing gifts. So, that is, what have you brought, Leela? Don't well, you tell do us. Do you want to just pass it to me, Ben, across the table? Here we go. Get, get some good. What do you guys think of these secret sound? Um, so, <laughs> There's secret sound. We might do that as a segment. A million dollar prize potentially. In, um, in honor of Ken's love of Pauline Hanson and One Nation, kooky as they are. Uh, although I've heard that Ben's recently changed his stance on One Nation. I've, to, I've come, I've, I've done a 180 or a 360. No, 180. 180. 180. 360 Just to a half back way. to Pauline. Um, I've actually brought fish and chips to the podcast. This is very exciting. Thank you for Thank bringing you. a gift. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so we just had them delivered um, at the door. And so... I thought we could play a bit of a game. I've got a seafood basket here, and I thought Ken could guess what's oh. in the seafood basket. Oh, Ken, Ken's, Ken's two biggest loves, guessing and Uber Eats. So we're, It was actually menu log. Menu log. Um, so we are going to guess what is in this fishing how, basket. Do we know? Can we have some clues? How many items will be in the basket? And how okay, much was um, the cost? Let, let me check. I'm, I'm going to so pick. you go and Don't check? Yeah, how much is in there? Okay. Sounds like someone's being ripped open. Two. Well, does it count if it's sort of two of the same? No, 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 no. no. So we're not going to say separate items. We're going to say what's in there. So we should do it like they do Family Feud. Like there might be five things. And we're going to see if we can guess all five things. Oh, and who was highest? Yeah. How does Family okay. Feud work? There's five separate items, right. and then there's different varying amounts of those items. Okay, ben, you guess the first item. Um, how much was the cost? Uh, include, including the large chips that we've been snacking and on. And inclusive of GST as well. Inclusive of GST, but with a 10% discount for the first order on menu log, mm. plus a $5 delivery fee, I believe the total cost was around $35 for this package. I think the following items are in the box. So I'm guessing all five. Oh, why don't you just guess one and we can get Okay. Well, that's different to what you said before. No, I don't know. Fish cocktails for 10 points. I don't think they are fish cocktails. I no. That have to be some sort of fish. Oh, there's got to be fish cocktails. Yeah, but I'm there. not accepting. It's not a fish cocktail. Kim? That is a joke. Well, there is fish potato cocktails. Scallop. There is a potato scallop in there. Correct. One point to Kim. Calamari. Correct. Crab stick. Or seafood. Well, oh, yes. No, no, no. There's a, cra- there's a crab oh, stick. They're in, in cahoots. So. Yeah. Crab stick. Um, chips. Well, no, because it's not in a basket. The, the chips are open and on display on the table. Well, we it's not my them? problem. Kim hasn't uh, guessed that yet. Okay, well, you know what? I'm accepting that. Chips were part of the seafood basket. They were basket, part of the seafood so. basket. <laughs> prawn cutlet. Yep, there's a prawn cutlet. Oh, in you here. can see into the, the basket. <laughs> oh, you're cheating. This is a joke, as you can see. It's all uh, a potato scallop. It's already been guessed. <laughs> Did you guess that? Oh, FC. Um, what, can you give me a, a region that it will be from? <laughs> Oh, big piece of fish, a, fr- a deep fried <laughs> Is that fish. A, what's that ball thing? Oh, I think there's a fish cocktail in here. No, that's not a fish cocktail, that's a full piece of fish. What is that, an arancini ball? No, that's a crab stick. They're, 
That's a potato scallop. That's not a crab stick. You didn't think that was a crab stick. Not in Newcastle, that's not a crab stick. A crab stick's that... um, And that's calamari. Oh, this looks good. Does anyone want a bite? We're actually... uh, You know what we're going to do? Maybe we should go to an ad break so we can eat some of this seafood basket. Yeah, we're going to have a quick quick (laughs) bite and then uh, we'll be back after this short break. Thank you. God, I could go a weekend away. Me too, Ben, but I just can't afford it. It's so expensive to travel anywhere. I know, and especially when you're on a budget like us. Do you know what, though? I did hear about this car hire company that has really good rates and is trusted in the industry. Who are they? Budget Australia. If you're looking to get away, maybe we should check them out because I hear they have great cars, they're reliable, and they're really good prices. Does this mean our trip to the Big Banana could really be a reality? Kim, let's go next weekend. Sounds great, Ben. And we're back from finishing, well, doing the best we could on the seafood basket. And what I, I'm interested to hear Ken's reviews. That was a good welcome back, Lila. You keep that up and you might get a permanent role as a guest host maybe. on this show. Don't, don't put any promises out there. Yeah, it's I've 12 said maybe. months is a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice. I thought it was quite nice. What did you think? I actually thought it was good. Where did we get it from? Was it... Uh... Fisherlicious. Fisherlicious. Yeah. There's a bit of a controversy here, though, Ken. It's about source choice. Yeah. Okay. During the break... I witnessed something so un-Australian. It was 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 akin to Tony Abbott eating an onion. It was. Bill Shorten eating a sausage sandwich long ways. Uh, Michael Daly from Labor having that milk, strawberry milk and pie debacle. Curry pie. Yeah, it was... uh, We... Do you want to say it or should I? Oh, it's just traumatising to say, actually. Ben and I had to bear witness to our friend Kim Fisher (laughs) eating fish... With... And dipping it in barbecue sauce. It was, it was disgusting. <laughs> that, I'm sorry, but if that's not in the UN like Charter on Human Rights, then it should be. There should be an urgent amendment. Yeah, sorry, um, everyone. I did have a little bit of fish with barbecue sauce. A little sauce. bit. Well, like you it's... had a lot of barbecue sauce. It wasn't like you had a dab going, I wonder if barbecue sauce is good. You were lapping up the barbecue sauce. But they sauce. were eating fish in it's... tomato sauce, which arguably barbecue it's sauce is different. made out of tomato it's sauce. Different. It's different. <laughs> it is actually. It's actually yeah. arguably the same. Is the, I'm going to check the ingredients. It's a fact check right now yeah Bar- tomatoes <laughs> guess, guess the percentage of tomatoes in this barbecue sauce 44 45 you said i said 45 i said 64 74 leela is closer so it's actually the same thing we've actually just oh, done the it's same similar thing. but it's also like flavored with those oh, I look, flavors i love barbecue I'm sauce. i'm a barbecue sauce person though, but, I'm not but that is disgusting person. to have with fish i'm gonna actually exercise my authority here do you think tomato sauce is any better with this could be a poll for the Facebook page. Stay tuned, Kenneth. Yeah. I think we should put a poll up. Yeah, yeah. we'll put a is poll it, up. Is it socially acceptable to eat fish with barbecue, barbecue sauce? sauce? Well, obviously I would have tartare or lemon, but I, yeah. I didn't have those. Should Kim here. be sacked for her choice of sauce in a work <laughs> or context? Or is that discrimination? Or is Ben just on the sauce? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of I sauce. I we are on the sauce. <laughs> that's an ironic segue. Um, God, what a kooky week it's been for One Nation. So does this bring us to our latest segment? I think it does. What do you... Yeah, absolutely. Um, Leela's brought a segment with her, so <laughs> God knows how good that'll be. We'll probably get sacked next. It's her strategy. <laughs> no, Move from one show to the next and get them sacked. Well, as you know, I was here last week for the record that got deleted, and we just had so many topics of Ozpol that we wanted to cover, and I just there wasn't enough time to get all of Ken's hot takes that I wanted to hear. So I thought we could condense it into a quick game called 
Uh, a quick tan with Ken. That's catchy. I like it. Oh, yeah. we need a jingle. Do, Should do we do a jingle? We, well, do we need a jingle or can Pauline sing it for well, us? Well, let's do a jingle. Okay. Watch this. A quick tan with a Ken. Ten. Today is a day a of shame on the Australian Ken. media. A quick tan with Ken. Quick tan with Ken. And you took it quick line and sinker. With Ken. Hook, line, and sinker. What do you do? A quick turn with Jen. <laughs> what do you guys think of the new jingle that we've done? It's a DIY. But yeah, we are, we are trying to get a little bit more interactive, trying to do a few different things. We, we've heard the views of our Kenners, and we know you guys are young, hot things, and you want us to keep pace with the trends. So we're trying Where did the do fish and chips go? We're done, They're guys. Gone. Okay, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> the diet starts now. Didn't need any more, so that's good. <laughs> Okay, guys, so the rules of a quick tan with Candid are like this. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a news topic from recent times, and you're each going to have 10 seconds to give your hot take. Mm-hmm. Do we have a timer set up, and should we? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Let's do and that. And you get cut off. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah, it's a little bit like... Oh, you'll probably um, get extra time, because Lila and you were in Hoots. Cahoots. Cahoots. It's a little bit like Australian Idol. You know how it, when you would sing at the audition, you'd usually only get one verse, but if you were a bit questionable, you might get two. Mm. Either if you yeah. were good or you were like a Looney Tunes, <laughs> they'd give you a, um, a... A second verse. It's probably un-PC to say Looney Tunes, right. so I take that back. So, all right, Lila, why don't you start, Ben? Men go first. <laughs> okay, Men first. guys. There's been reports this week that most Australians believe that they are inco- uh, middle income earners, despite that not being the case for most Australians. Where does Ken sit on where they are on the socioeconomic spectrum? I think people like to think they're richer than they are, or rich people like to pretend they're poorer than they are. So that's probably why where that comes from. Okay. Well, where do Ken sit? I'll answer the direct question. <laughs> I suppose Ken sits probably in the middle of the middle income earning bracket. Yeah. <laughs> So, it, would, it surprise you guys, would it surprise you guys to learn that less than 10% of Australians make more than $126,000 income? It would surprise me to learn that. Australia's <laughs> popo. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go somewhere rich. Brunei. I might <laughs> Brunei. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ken can't comment. I'd say we're middle of the middle income yeah. earners. But I we're over the 10 like seconds. Most Australians, you believe that you're middle of the middle. <laughs> Look, this is a quick 10 with Ken. Okay, and you're not right. enforcing We've gone over a bit. All right. Um... Quick turn with Ken. Uh, it's reported that Keep Sydney Open may be in the running to win one seat in the Senate in New South Wales. However, as regional votes are counted, there it is looking less and less likely. Well, my view is keep Sydney shut. Shut it down. Go to bed. Keep it shut. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I think we should... Um, what, why do you need to be out past 9 o'clock? Why do you need to be out at 2am? Sorry, I don't know. Okay. Um, leading on, next question. Clive Palmer, he's running for re-election and he's reportedly spent $50 million on the campaign. What's the question? What's Ken's hot take? Well, what's wrong with that? He's a rich man <laughs> that has nothing else with, to do. My only issue is I think he does owe a few people who worked at his Queensland nickel factory some money. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And he also does owe the government for misfrauded tax. Um, well, to, to be fair, his company, that's a separate legal entity, but owes those people money. Personally, he does owe the government money from travel expenses in his personal does capacity. He? Yes. No way. Where yes. from? When he was he, an MP? He went over the travel cap. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, well, he travels far to the, the mines in... Gold Coast. Okay, I'm going to cut it off here. Uh, There have been reports that Prime Minister Scott Morrison defecated himself in the Engadine McDonald's in 1997. What is Ken's response? And do you think ScoMo should officially respond to the allegations? 
I'm not saying this once happened to me, but all I can say <laughs> is that I, I think we should cut in some slack. It's not an enjoyable experience, I imagine, for, for him. I actually think it's the most endearing thing about Scott Morrison, if this is true. Yeah, I think it's actually a vote winner. I actually think it's a vote You know what I want? I want a one-hour special with him and Waleed again to discuss this. And I want him to get all aggressive in his chair. Topics we want discussed. Engadine. I would love to see Lee Sales grill Scott Morrison on the Engadine McDonald's incident. Mm. Mm. Were you in the McDonald's, Scott? Answer nah, put him on a real network. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Budget 2019. Uh, the government is repeatedly saying that the budget is in surplus despite this being an estimate for the next financial year and not a fact about this financial year. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Ken do their budget estimates for the year? Well, it's easy. Ken don't budget. <laughs> it's, that's Next question. Next, you're too rich for that. That's, that's it. Okay. All right. Um, negative gearing is going to be a big topic for this year's election. Um, Ben, maybe you could take this one (laughs) as a property lawyer. Well played. Could you explain to us what is negative gearing for the viewers? No, that's a really good, really hot topic out there. Um, So negative gearing, there's obviously two... Are you Googling this as you speak? No, there's two sets of gearing. There's positive gearing and there's negative gearing. (laughs) And people often think that negative gearing has... um, has sold people out of the market. No, no, no. The question was explain what it is. What is negative gearing? What is negative gearing? No, it's a really good question to ask. And I think where we have to start with, we need to look, we need to make sure that people can get into the housing market, whether you be a first home owner. But what is, if you were to negatively gear this house right now, what are you doing? What would you be doing with it? You would buy it, first of all. You would need to be the owner to negative gear. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, you know, once you're the owner, there's lots of privileges and rights that come with that legally <laughs> as to owning a house. And, um, and negative gearing is one of those rights and privileges. And there are obviously obligations that come with that as well, or reporting on your ownership. But what would Can be I the benefit to you that you, you don't know what it is? <laughs> well, I think that's evident. <laughs> it's Pear very on brand for Ken. Yeah. Okay. All right. We don't great. need to know. Okay, um, also reports this week that um, Barnaby Joyce's ex-wife, Natalie Joyce, has uh, taken her hand to bodybuilding. What does Ken think of that? Um, yeah, I think the revenge body's a bit of a, con- a, bit of a concept. She's taken revenge body to a new level, though. That's serious. Yeah, well, if you have a look at Carl Stefanovic's ex-wife, she did revenge body as well. And, and revenge dancing with the stars. Well, that's, yeah, revenge. Revenge dancing. Revenge dancing. Um, I think bodybuilding... I don't know if it is the way to go, but I do applaud that she's got a lighter hair colour. She doesn't look so much like a scarecrow. No offence, my opinion. Not defamation. <laughs> I never noticed her before. I never really um, knew her before. I don't, I don't know her now, but I never really... Took, yeah, but good on her. If she wants to do bodybuilding, that's great. I just ate a big fisherman's basket, so we've all got our priorities. Yeah. I love how Kim, you told me that it was a front page news in Melbourne. I think Melbourne. that's what I heard, that it was actually on the front page. On the Daily Telly. It was on the Daily Telly. Yeah. yeah. Not their fins, didn't make, didn't make the front page in Sydney, but it was on the front page in Melbourne. Yep. Yep. Also, right. reports this week that Bill Shorten, the Labour leader, was seen going in the back door to a lunch function hosted by Richard Pratt of uh, Cardboard Box Busy. Billions. Richard Busy. Pratt. Was yeah. he the um, entertainment reporter on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Richard no. Pratt's the guy who owns Vizzy. 
So Vizzy's a cardboard box company. They got done for cartel conduct a couple of years ago. Right. Is that proven or do we need to say no, allegedly? It's proven. 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 Okay. So we're responding to uh, Bill Shorten having lunch with Richard Pratt. Oh, he's probably a bit, bit of a donor, I would imagine. Yeah. I've had to have lunch with people I'm not proud of, but, you know, you have lunch and you, you, you know. And did you notice I said cahoots, not cahoots? <laughs> it's cahoots. Deportation. <laughs> it's not cahoots, it's cahoots. Um, and if we're going to get into it, uh, reports that Tony Abbott's re-election campaign is going terribly, with polls suggesting he is uh, his his performance is abysmal against no. Azali Segal. I like that he found a community library for the first time and was genuinely on Facebook going, "Isn't this amazing?" Like it literally was the first time he'd seen that, and I have to say. I'm back on him after that. I am a little bit back on him too. Controversial, but I'm back on him. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think that's all media hoodwush. <laughs> Sorry, I just word? haven't heard that word before. <laughs> is that a word? So, obviously, the reason I am here is because last week there were a few confusing uh, pronunciations Whoosh. by Ben Malone. And I've been brought on as an English expert, yeah. so the I think all of this will be settled later in the podcast. If you think hoodwush is a word, or should it be a word? <laughs> Perhaps it will be the Oxford word of the year. How would you spell woosh? H O O D. Yeah, how would you spell woosh? W A S H. A S H. Wash. Hood wash. Hood wash. Hood wash. Hog wash? I think I meant hogwash. I think you meant hogwash. No, I've looked it up there. It's actually a term called hoodwash. Is it what does you it get mean? your hood of your car wash? Oh, it's oh, a rude sexual term. <laughs> Well, that's not what I meant, Flatio. but does yeah, it apply in the context? I viewers. can't remember what I said, um, but I stand by that. And last item on hot take, hot 10 with Ken? Hot what is a hot 10? Ken? No, quick 10 quick with ten Ken. With Ken. <laughs> I like ten hot 10 with Ken. Quick Might be brand. Um, obviously, the main topic of the week, One Nation has been captured in a documentary trying to solicit donations from the National Rifle Association in the US in exchange for watering down Australia's gun laws. James Ashby, uh, Pauline Hanson's chief of staff, mm-hmm. has said that he was on the source, and Pauline has responded by saying that it was media entrapment. What's Ken's take on this? Yeah, on the source. I think it was media entrapment, but I also think that doesn't take from the bigger issue. I love kooky politicians, but oh, you've really—I like that you've really taken a step back from Pauline. This, this, this has really morally distancing himself from distancing the past. Himself from I packed my. Frame okay. photo of her in a love heart frame up this morning. I'm moving house, as Ken as might know. Um, well, hang on, that's not. But you you would have packed it anyway, and um, you were Kenneth, taking it with you. Kenneth, don't worry, we will address the fact that Ben's moving again very shortly. Well, next episode. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 torn on that. I don't think we can look past that for them. So Ken's got no other kooky takes on One Nation. No, oh, we're off them. We're off them. Oh, no, I was never on them. <laughs> They're a friend of the show, but we're off them at the moment. No, I'm a Lambie. This is one thing Ben and I do disagree on. Ben's a Pauline man. I'm a Lambie woman. And that's... And it's Clive Palmer may, is, maybe it's a time for Clive Palmer to step up and be a patron of the show. No. no. Well, he is a patron of the show. We announced it last episode. Oh. No, but it was deleted, so you could have stepped No, no, it was the episode that. before that we announced him. Oh, you did? Okay, so he is um, the, he he is the official talk. patron Sorry, of the year. I, no, I no, listened no, no. to an episode recently and I've absorbed that. He Clive made us out of... patron of the show. He'd eat us out of house at I home. forgot that too, we so fair <laughs> <clock. laughs> We can't have him. Fisherman's basket, of course. No, we wouldn't have got a bite in. <laughs> yes, allegedly. allegedly. No, actually, um, well, it's opinion, I guess. It's it? an opinion. So we've got he, we would have had to order like right. a few. So I suppose that wraps up a quick 10 with Ken. I yeah. hope you enjoyed that new segment, everybody. Thanks, guys. 
Hi everyone, we're back. We've uh, topped ourselves up uh, and we wanted to just quickly get something off our chest here at the show. So I suppose we're back to everyone's favourite segment, Ken. Ken's Rant of the Week. It's a new segment we want to introduce and basically we're just feeling a bit pissed off at things. I think we have had it before. Yeah, we might have. All right, here we go. Things that are pissing me off this week. Um, forgetting things. Oh, I'm sick of forgetting things and... and what I've, kind of things are you forgetting? I mean, that's arguably your fault. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, well, it depends how you look at it. This week, I forgot my house keys. Then I forgot my wallet. I was out on the streets with no keys and no wallet. Luckily, though, I've set up Apple Pay on my phone. But I'm sick of forgetting things. That's my rant. Well, I went out for dinner with you last week, as I recall, and you left your wallet at the rest or your phone at the restaurant. And we said, Ben, you should go back and get it. And you said, Oh, fair cop. And we said, No, you should go back. And we get have it. to turn the cab around. Yeah, well, arguably it was a good idea. Yeah, that's I'll what do I do that. You know, that was the that was on the um that wasn't the night I was talking about. I forgot about that. I <laughs> am sick of forgetting things. And is it early Alzheimer's? It's you know, I think it's a B twelve deficiency. A B twelve deficiency. Mm. It can cause slowness and cognitive impairment. Mm. I think it could be alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, I'm sick of forgetting things. That's my rant of the week. What's annoying me this week, and not to heap onto you, Malone, lateness. People who say they'll be somewhere at a time and then turn up. Is this a dig at us because I turned up late? It's not a dig at Oh, this is Pazag. If I've ever ever heard of Pazag, this is. You were half an hour late today, you were 40 minutes late on Thursday. That's 70 minutes of my life that you owe me. Um, and if anyone out there owns a small fiddle, can you please call <laughs> in so we can bring it's in? It's not a big deal, but I just, you know, courtesy text would be nice if you're running late. I messaged you and I shared my Uber ride. Well, it's all well and good 40 minutes after Sorry that. to yell. You, but... you knew his Uber driver. Oh, we did have the same Nora, Uber driver, Nora, Nora, out the other week. She, yeah. Shout out to Nora out there. Um, Nora is a big fan of the podcast. She's driven both Ben and I on separate occasions. Lovely lady, isn't she? She is great. Um, actually, on that note, uh, a matter of general business I would like to raise on the podcast this week, um, Lost and Found, I have found a, um, a, prim- a Glebe Primary School Prefect badge at the front of my house. <laughs> Someone will be so upset about I, That's what I'm that. worried about. So if you're the parent of that just, child out there listening... Take it back to Glebe Public School. I'm going... Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to try this forum first. <laughs> This medium. This might be the quickest way. (laughs) This might be the quickest way. It might be. I'm not saying it is, Leela. I'm giving it a crack. So if you are out there and you are a student at Glee Primary School, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, first of all. But secondly, I have your prefect school badge and (laughs) So that's found. What have you lost this week? Well, well that person said. lost it. What have, have you lost? Well, I've lost my phone and wallet like every second day. <laughs> yeah. every, my keys another day. I can't keep up with my dignity things. and will to live for me. It is nice it's to know so that. Well, it is nice to know that it's just not just me losing things. That's you know, six what? year six students so also a, a lost twelve year olds also losing their things. Maybe they've got early onset Alzheimer's. The twelve year old. <laughs> We're in the same boat, so you know, get in touch. I've got your prefect badge. Hey, Ken. I know it was Ken's rant for the week, but I'm, I like to have a little rant. Yeah, right. yeah go. Hurry up, though. Oh my gosh, I, I want to rant it's not about, a rant about your lifeguards, bosses, no, lifeguards yelling at people at the beach. We don't go to the beach, but continue on. We like indoors, but go on. Okay, well, I, it's just nanny state behaviour for me, I think. There's all this yelling, mm. stay within the flags, and I just think Sound that... Sound like liberals if, to me. Yeah, and I just think that if you are stupid enough to <laughs> swim outside the flags and you don't know how to swim... 
Maybe that's Darwinism. Oh, Leela. Leela. (laughs) And we've said a lot of offensive things on this program, but I think that has crossed a line. I think it has, actually. Can you? You're on a good behaviour. A GBB. (laughs) Yeah. That is strike one. I am on a GBB, though, for real. You're 30 minutes into your um, your 12-month probation. All right. So, Leela's on a GBB. Well, speaking of Leela being offensive, um, Um, why don't we start, Leela? So, you were brought here. We're going to get to it. The great English quiz. People, last... You might remember last episode, guys. People... Ill. Kim mainly had a go at me for not knowing English. Well, I do know English. There were a few interesting revelations. Ken, as you'll remember, Ben Malone has an English degree. He's a bit of a scholar of the English language. Deportation. I said one wrong Katoots. word, pronounced wrong. A Jew. A Jew. Yeah, okay, no, but that's fine. I've done an we English don't degree. know when he read his last book. We can't really determine if he didn't. I know, was. it was. Um, Duty Nun Territory, Alsa from Home and Away. Have you actually finished that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you actually it was a good. It? I got halfway through, but it was a good book. But um, when was the last book you finished? Uh, I don't have to answer questions from you. I'm here to be quizzed by Leela on English. So we brought Leela in. The last book I read was called How to Date Men When You Hate Men. And how to I, date I, Ben? How to date men to date when men. you hate. And men. how's that going for I you? I highly recommend the book, <laughs> not the practice. <laughs> It's turned into a little book club, hasn't it? So, um, no, uh, no, if you have a book out there you'd like the podcast to read, yeah. Do we have a theme song for the quiz? Do we want to create one? All right. Well, here we go. Yeah, we couldn't be bothered to create one, but we do have some backing music. Leela, take it away. The Great English Quiz of 2019. Okay. Oh, do we each have a buzzer? Oh. Uh, yes. Ken one, Ken two. I'll be Ken one. I'll you be, be Ken, Ken two. two. That's easy for people at home to. Okay, great. Um, just to uh, reiterate from last week. Is it a week, quiz? How do we? It is a quiz. Um, we don't I even know. One point to the correct answer. In the absence of a correct answer, in the spirit of Ken, I will accept the kookiest answer. Mm. Okay. So question one on literature. In the novel Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens, Oliver Twist. Uh, meets a young man named the Artful Dodger, Dodger. Yep. and he's introduced to an elderly criminal who runs that gang. Mm. What is the name of the criminal who runs the gang? <laughs> <laughs> it starts with F. Ken one. Fred. It's, it is not Fred. <laughs> this is hard. Kim, do you know? Uh, forgery. <laughs> That's the name of a crime criminal called forgery. Kooky. Kooky answer. Um, Fred is also kooky. It's an I don't know that that's kooky. I mean, forgery is sort of what a criminal would do, but... Fred Astaire. No, that was a... Uh, forgery McFake. His, history person. Give us a hint, Lila. You can't just ask questions. Well, I said it's not okay. Um, like of. Um, it rhymes. If it was duty nun territory, I know the answer. (laughs) It rhymes with pagan. Uh, Kentu Fagan. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Surname? Is there a surname? No, his Mm. name is just Fagan. Fagan. Well, we would never have got that. Kim's gonna get that point. One point. All right. Here, one of how many questions, Lila? Five. One of five (laughs) impossible questions down. All right, question two. Last week in the quiz, uh, which was deleted, and we're mm. now doing this again, I told you that one social commentator referred to Fire Festival as a meretricious boondoggle. 
And I gave you the definitions for both the words meretricious and boondoggle. There's a point for each of the definitions here. Oh, God. I mean, I, I know I learned this three, three days, three ago. days ago. <laughs> oh, God. Fire Festival 2020. Mer- okay, Ken one. Yep. Meretricious means without merit. Okay. Boondoggle means, um, you know, wacky. Okay, and Kim? I do agree meretricious without merit. So I think, so as I remember, it was, meretricious boondoggle is something that's hyped up to be this great thing, and then it's actually nothing at all. So a boondoggle is like a bit of a folly, a mistake. Yep, yep, we're getting closer. I don't. I actually don't know who to award the, award the points to. Maybe you guys can help me out. One each. Meretricious means something that it seems appealing, but is lacking in any Lily, real value. I'm going to stop you, actually. I studied English for five years at university and never once did the word boondoggle no, no, and the definition boondoggle. of boondoggle was important. <laughs> so I'm actually, actually, I just take umbrage with it's, this question. You take umbrage with this question. Umbridge? <laughs> no, umbridge was correct. <laughs> I take I take, I just, this is just a ridiculous question. But I gave you the definition of these yeah, words. Yeah, but okay, it's not a memory ago. quiz. I've told you I have issues memorying things. <laughs> memorying things? And this is, is no, but this is not, it's not a memory quiz here. It's, it's, it's about English and you promised to come here in good faith. I've got, okay, the rest of them are in Give good him faith. a point for meritricious and give me a point for boondoggle. Well, I'm happy with that. incorrect, but anyway, look. A real English question. Ing- English question. So point each because I can't be going to do that. A boondoggle is a fraudulent event. Yeah. Falsity. Yeah, so I actually think Kim deserves the point for that. And a shock twist. <laughs> okay. Question three. What is the difference between alliteration and assonance? This is a year twelve English question. Can one? Yeah. Alliteration is where you use the same beginning letter in a series. So you might say Sally sold seashells by the seashore. I'd like a credit for saying that correctly. <laughs> Secondly, assonance is where you have similar sounding words. So you might say he, B, T, Fee. Okay. Uh, Kim, do you have a take on alliteration versus assonance? You'd make it a sentence. Uh, that wasn't a sentence I said. Go on, Kim. Well, I would say alliteration is... Um, just thinking about it. Note that I didn't have to think about it. I was right. That's alliteration. Is it? I'm very confident. Yeah, alliteration is words that sound similar and assonance is words that sound different, I'm thinking. I'm actually checking the de- technical oh, great. definition of alliteration. Sorry, so the person that's asking is the quiz master. Yeah, no, okay, no, no, sorry. I'm Does Eddie McGuire have to you, go and check ben, the answer? You were correct on alliteration, but you were incorrect on assonance. Assonance is the repetition of vowel sounds. I said that, like words that sound the same. Like okay, how, all right, I'll give how. You I was confusing alliteration with onomatopoeia. Words that sound like this. Funny that you say that, Kim, because question four is spell onomatopoeia. Go on, Kim. Oh, Oscar, November, Oscar, Motel, Alpha, Tango, Echo. Could you say letters like a normal person? No, I'm doing it phonetically so she can understand what I'm saying. 
Oscar. I've forgotten what you're up to. Hey, you're up weird to words. I'm up to it. I'm, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping track. O N O M A T E O P I A. Say the part after P again. O N O M A T E O P I A. Not quite. Ben, you're going to have a run at it. O N M or N N N N Lila. I'm becoming a bit shirty with Lila. If you can't hear it at home, <laughs> wasting my time here. But um, O N A. M A T E I P I A Neither of you were out. correct, but Kim's going to get the point. She was closer. The spelling was is O N O M A T O. You both got it wrong there. You both threw an E in there. P O E I A. Gone out of Well, who would ever need to spell that? Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. I just graduated with a Bachelor of English, but I forgot all the spelling bees I did. Last week you begged me for a spelling bee. Yeah, on a word I knew. Next quiz, can we do a spelling bee? That'd be funny. That'd be funny. I just want to enter a spelling bee, a commercial spelling bee. A spelling bee. Okay. All right, so, and then. we so are tied going into this last question. Kim, you're on three points, and Ben, you're on three points. Oh gosh. This last question, uh, request from Ben on the this format. It's a tiebreaker. Yeah, it is a tiebreaker. And um, request for Ben on the format. I'm going to read a section of poetry, and you're each going to have a this chance is, to this interpret. Is, this is real English for those playing at home <laughs> okay. that haven't done so English got to inter- degree. So, so just to clarify, we've got to interpret the meaning of the passage. Yeah. I'm going to need yeah. a wine for this. Hang on. <laughs> Okay. Give him a one. Let him have a one. All right. So I'm going to read a um, a segment from T.S. Eliot's The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock. Oh, I like a good love song. Shall I part my hair behind? Do I dare to eat a peach? I shall wear white flannel trousers and walk along the beach. I have heard the mermaids singing each to each. I do not think they will sing to me. Can you repeat that? Shall I part my hair behind? Do I dare to eat a peach? I shall wear white flannel trousers and walk upon the beach. I have heard the mermaids singing each to each. I do not think they will sing to me. Do you want me to start, Kim? Mm-hmm. I know the answer. <laughs> well, firstly... There's obviously right and a wrong answer here. Well, no, firstly, I'd like to say poetry is always subject to everyone's interpretation. That is the intent of art. Poetry is a form of art. This particular poetry speaks to me as a former English graduate. Um, he, the, the, the writer, um, is questioning um, what he should do in relation to a, a love interest. Should he part his hair back? Should he... <laughs> so should wrong. He, that is so should wrong. he eat a peach in front of his love interest? No, no, but peach Although is... Although that is a bold choice. That's a bold me. choice whether you eat peach a peach is symbolism. No, no, no. Peach is a throwback to Adam and Eve. It's about eating the fruit. And then should he wear white? Purity. Should he walk along the beach? Should he let go and, you know, should he dare? But then he also then questions himself in the next paragraph that maybe the mermaids don't want, maybe women aren't <laughs> interested in me. 
And even if I do all those things, they still might not be interested in me. It's actually very deep. <laughs> What's oh, funny about that? I um, might be very wrong, but how I heard that, it's a poem about death. Oh, okay. I think, should I, should I tempt fate? Should I do the wrong thing? Where am I going to go? Am I going to be accepted into the gates? What are the mermaids then? Well, the white is God, is the ghost. The peach is temptation. That's how I read it. What's the answer? Well, I mean, the answer is that it's... Poetry is all about subjectivity. I said that in my answer. I said that in my answer. So uh, I get the point. Actually, no, Ben, you're quite close. It is a, it's a poem about a man who's filled with uncertainty. It's not a song about... It's not a poem about a love interest... But he is feeling what a lot is of doubt poem? around himself. Self-doubt. And um, what's the poem? How she should be in the world. Well, uh, Kim's fact-checking. The love song of J. Alfred Prufrock. God forbid Kim be wrong, because so we're about I'm gonna to have hear to. About it. Oh, so Ben's Ben's won that point now. So, so Ben it's wins four now. three. Ben wins. So I win. I do feel a bit funny about winning it on a subject answer. I, I think I should ask one more, question. one more question. I've got one more question. Isn't that ironic? I've won. By one point, having done an English degree for five years, only one point. <laughs> That's kooky. Kim doesn't have an English degree, Casey. Okay, so last what question. What did you do in uni? Did you. I did business. Oh. So I want a macroeconomics quiz next time. So if the podcast goes under, it's on your. Oh, no. On your neck? On no. your shoulders? On your shoulders? It's on my head. Forgot about. I always get my idioms wrong. For those playing at home, I always get my he idioms does. wrong. He does. He does. On your neck. What does that mean? God. Like a hickey. Continue on. So, final question. Um. Roland Barthes is a quite a famous figure in English literature and he famously declared that someone is dead. That's a... What's the question? So in, in, he, he famously said that when we're interpreting a piece of art that there's a certain person who has a role in creating that art who we should view as dead. Who is that person? Kim, I answered first last oh, time. I'm going to say Shakespeare. If you were looking at a piece of Shakespeare's work, perhaps Shakespeare would be dead. I think he's talking that you should look at the writer as dead so that it hasn't come from a particular person. So the artist is dead. Basically. It's not. You shouldn't look to the artist to imply the artist's personal circumstances into art. You should look at art for what it is on its own merits and its own face. That's totally correct, Ben. The author is dead, oh Roland Barthes. Oh, my Bart. God. <laughs> and he has proved himself. He did do an English degree. I Class did do an English degree. Can we just actually... That was quite a good answer And also, can we comment on Kim's skills as someone who Kim doesn't have an English degree? <laughs> no. Kim, you did good. That was a, a fun little... I did little... year 12 English. That's my credential. <laughs> Look. Two in it, three in it. Oh, I'm just glad, though. Three, but... I have won by one point, maybe two points, I think. But yeah. you were very good, Kim. And Thank as you. a, you know, I just think hopefully though now you realise that I do know English. And that <laughs> <laughs> no. Can we have another quiz next week? I think I want to keep <laughs> going. Quiz. No, it's hard to, you know. I also did quite well in economics. Um, we can do what about a maths quiz? quiz? <gasps> the other night we were out for dinner, bit of a segue, Ben quizzed me on my 14 times tables. Yeah. I got up to 12, then I struggled. Then she went back. She <laughs> went from 100. Impressive. No, but she guessed 100. 12 times 12 is 144. No, 12 times tablets. And I said 12 I times 13, and I think he went back to 49. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, not I went suppose back. You just but need just, to know yeah. your seven times tables and then double it, right? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that English quiz. And I'm getting emails. It's time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back. We'll be back uh, next week, hopefully, with a brand new podcast. podcast.
Love you guys. Love you, Kenneth. Thanks, Kenneth. Thanks, Lila, for coming on board as and well. And thank you Thanks very so much for having me. It's been great. Bye. Bye.